My good friend Andy Kurtz and I decided to do a design podcast. Like most design podcasts you may hear, we will cover a wide array of design topics. We will speak about branding, packaging, marketing, and brand loyalty. What makes it unique is that it comes from our perspective as small boutique design owners dealing with the ins and outs of the everyday work environment. We are hands-on from start to finish with all of our clients, have well-rounded appreciation of all aspects that may go into a brand, and to let you in on a little secret, we really love what we fucking do. Kirk Faisola is the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, a full-service CPG branding and packaging design agency. And Andy Kurtz is the founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative, an agency that focuses on packaging and branding design for the specialty food and beverage space. Together, we are Kirk and Kurtz, and this is the Kirk and Kurtz Design Podcast. Kirk and Kurtz number 54, Proudly Branded Authenticity. Let's do it. I'm All stretching. Right. So let's do, right. let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> right. I'm Kirk Vaisola. I'm the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, and I'm here with my good friend. Andy Kurtz, founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative. And this is the Kirk and Kurtz Design Podcast. Uh, first of all, Andy, it's so good to see you, man. We have... Uh, we haven't it's been, been on been a while. Yeah, we haven't been on for a couple of weeks. We had Nikita on last time, but you yeah, know, no, no yeah. one cares about that guy. So now it's just me and we you need to catch. <laughs> well, we need a time to recover after that, dude. That I tell you epi- what, man. Episode. That's an episode in so many different levels. I was having nightmares about that show. Mm. Like mm-hmm. lots, of, lots of hair. Oh just a lot gosh. of hair. It was, so it was literally, <laughs> it was literally like a Yeti and Sasquatch had a baby, and Nikita came out. It's <laughs> just kidding, Nikita. We love you, man. We love, love you so you. much. Um, yeah, so this is going to be a week just Andy and I, and we haven't done this in a while. And we were just chopping it up beforehand, mm-hmm. and, and we thought, well, what can we talk about today? And one of the things I was I thought about and I've been thinking about, um, is brand authenticity. And sorry, yeah. I, real quick. Oh, I'm my mom's cat is gonna make an appearance this is gertie oh hello gertie she was just meowing i don't know if she got picked up on the recording but gertie is a sweet little girl uh quick story my mom uh a a tree fell on my mom's house about a month ago and they're slowly yeah they're slowly but surely fixing it and so gertie has come to stay in the office while it gets fixed so the workers don't let her out into the wide world so we got Ooh. Gertie. Here she is. She might cry, but Aww. there she goes. Okay. All right, Gertie. Thanks for making an appearance. Uh, Gertie Kurt, the cat. Kurt Kurtz. Kurt Kurtz and Gertie. <laughs> Kurt Kurt Gertie. Um, <laughs> Gertie on the Kirk and Kurt show. Um, yeah. So, so that was one of the things that really came to mind was about brand authenticity, especially with it being Pride yeah. Month. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's always been conversation about. Happy Pride Month, by the way. There's always been conversation about pandering versus actually doing something. And a lot of times companies have been, and they really got cut off this year, so I don't see too many of them. They just change their logo to the rainbow. They mm-hmm. participate in pride pride floats and pride parades, but they're not doing anything to help that marginalized group. They're not really making a yeah. lot of change as far as donating, um, putting their money where their mouth is, and it really 
bothers me from the standpoint that this should be something that we all get behind 100%. Like there shouldn't be a, a, well, trans people are pedophiles or they're more likely to be alcoholics or they're whatever, whatever those fake phony fucked up stats are that the GOP have pushed out there. It's just upsetting to see that companies are so scared, especially like Target, right? They have their staff being literally hounded and threatened by patrons because of their of the clothes that are being worn or displayed there and sold because of uh, the LGBT community. And I'm just in that instance, it's really hard to to protect your staff, protect your employees. But the event itself, Pride, started with a brick, right? It started with a riot. It wasn't a peaceful thing. It wasn't easy. It was tough. It was, it still is. It's just one of those things where we don't like to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. And we don't like to really point out the atrocities that this this country has put minorities and marginalized people through, you know, from from slavery to internment camps of Asian Americans to civil rights movements to the right now the atrocities going against transgendered people and 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 gays it's like it's it's so much and i was thinking about this and decided to mention it at a group hall at my work and i said hey so what what's what's the aquarium doing about this they said well we're going to do something but we're not going to we're not going to make an announcement because we want to, we don't want to be seen as, seen as pandering. And I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't hurt to put an announcement out saying, hey, we celebrate our love. We celebrate this and that. Like Sesame Street even put out, and I think they used it last year, <laughs> but it's, it's the character's arms and it makes a rainbow. So you recognize people's arms and their different colors. And it's Let's like, see. yeah, and people were pissed about that and up in arms about that. So the way I look at it is, this is the time to really be on the right side of things. Like this is the time to, to, I swear this is a branding and design podcast people, but this is the time yes. to actually, <laughs> to actually be on the right side of history, to support those who, who need the help. Like if you are in a position to help people that really need it and you don't help it kind of, you're kind of failing as a human being and you're failing as an organization. Now, I'm not saying that like, oh, you're terrible. It's just like, that's one of the things you need to do is is just to kind of help out. And so in regards to branding and not pandering, where's the fine line where like you put something out there that's truly authentic as opposed to just changing up the, the logo to the rainbow colors and saying we support people with pride and then going back out there and supporting or having your CEOs donate to the GOP or the Ron DeSantis is Florida. Uh, so <laughs> where's, where's that line being drawn? You know, like where's the support and representation? And it's, it's tough. I, I don't know the answer. I don't have the answer. I'm not part of that community. I don't even know what to suggest really. I just have ideas, always have ideas about what, what can be done to help. Like there has to be something we it's, can do that truly helps. <clears throat> for sure. And it's so interesting that it seems like for whatever reason, um this has become this year has this has become such a hot button issue and it's like 
queer gay trans people have been around for forever yes and i don't know why 2023 is like the time to like demonize i mean they've been demonized for forever but i don't know why this is such a big i don't know why this is now a new front to the culture war it's weird i don't know i don't know what the what the motives are there other than just you've already demonized every other um marginalized community so yeah i mean it's time to they're gonna have to start cycling through everyone you know so so they you know you'll have to start repeating some um awfulness but yeah i i mean it's it's been interesting to see how the brands have reacted and how yeah. they're i don't know like um on one yeah. hand it's i think it's fascinating because uh it shows the power of design mm -hmm. because by by just merely changing the imagery that you know yes. your logo or a display in a store it it literally makes people feel like they need to either you know burn down your store murder yes. your 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 employees or right. you know fight for the right to show those things so i mean it just that's that's fascinating Mm -hmm. um yeah that's yeah that, i mean that's that's yeah, dude that's that's it like just imagery itself really puts this amazing yeah and the reason why things are being so heavily talked about now is that the light shines brightest before it goes out and so mm -hmm. all these racist white conservatives are their light starting to go burn out because our, our kids they don't care they don't care yeah. about that shit they just want people to be happy they want people to be yeah. treated fairly they want people to be treated equally they don't, and they don't understand they don't yeah, understand they, all the vitriol yes yeah it's like that's i shouldn't say they don't care i should say that they're more in tune with others around them than we are than we have mm -hmm. been and i get so tired of hearing people say back in my day and you can't even and you know kids today are are too soft or too weak it's like no kids are expressing their emotions and we were always told not to we we're always told to tough it out or to be tough or to you know you don't you don't say that kind of stuff or do that kind of thing because it's not whatever said gender or race or sex stereotype that is right that's the role you play so you can't break it and i really think that a lot of things like miriam was just watching this PBS News Weekly show and they were talking about the new Zelda game, right? Legend of Zelda game and how it breaks gender norms and and what we consider gender norms and stereotypes and it's like it's a video game. We have they're tackling it. The new yeah. Across the Spider-Verse movie coming out. It's super diverse. It tackles it. Um there were some people posting about how there were some discrepancies in a couple characters, but overall it's an amazing <laughs> film and and seeing seeing representation in whatever you're doing really affects the brand of it like that is a great brand that movies uh both those movies into the spider-verse and across the spider-verse they're both marvel movies but that those movies themselves the way the animation is treated and the storylines done and it's just they're just really really good films but there's representation there there's there's different sexes different species different whatever so it's always kind of there and 
my kid who's going to school right now um they're going to school at a a, a, a words they're going to school for neurodiverse people mainly autistic um, and it's college so they're learning a trade how to do animation and things of that nature and they put together a presentation on why representation matters and granted that he is he is trans non-binary something along those lines now it's always being defined for me but i'm super supportive of him and they made this presentation about why representation matters and how even as kids we need to see that with ariel being in little mermaid and and things of that nature and miles morales being spider-man and how that brand itself is strengthened by great stories and great experience telling and everything else and like that really reflects highly on your brand when you represent more than just white people right and that kind of along the same things white straight people kind of along the same things with pride and if you're representing more than just white people but all marginalized groups and people start to see through it especially when when you, they know you're pandering like that's yeah. that's the thing i think it's interesting that one of the major um i don't know uh oh champions is disney yeah you know like disney is like you know you look at the old school disney stuff i mean there's probably boatloads of racism there's boatloads of of uh you know basically just you know the, the white people having like yes. just amazing outcomes you know find the prince uh right. oh, and not just white people like the the helpless woman finding the man <laughs> to then you know all that kind of stuff right so it's fascinating to see them become not only like the lightning rod you know especially in florida but then also um and, and you know really championing some standing by their beliefs and um but then also putting out the content like we watched crater i don't know if you've watched that yet but mm. crater is a new a new disney movie and the the main character is um it's a young black guy kid cuddy is in it oh wow uh, as his dad i mean it's so good it's really good but it's a diverse it's such a diverse cast and what i thought was cool was that I'm watching this movie because, you know, our kids watch so many different movies and I'm watching this movie and none of it strikes me as like odd or right. Oh, they've, 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 they've just tried to bump up the diversity in this cast or whatever. The right. kids are all really good actors and they're everyone, everyone's awesome. And, yeah. I, and, and so it's just as a good story that happens to have a diverse cast and why not because they live on the moon and let's just go out on a limb and think that maybe the moon you know the community on the communities that are going to be on the moon and you know however many years from now will will be diverse who knows right i'm just you know yeah and so that was i don't know it's just cool that that it's so funny that such a tradition traditional company as disney is sort of becoming like a you know sort of a I don't know a champion of this community yeah yeah and it's hard it's hard to for me it's hard to back any corporation 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I I definitely they're an example. Just yes, an example. I'm, yeah. Yes. No, that's that's great, and I I definitely admire the fact that they are doing more things to help marginalized groups, and I also think that Disney is two reasons why they they're going to be on the right side of things, especially making up for all the shit that they had gone through before, like and all the different things that have happened and all of the crap behind Walt Disney himself and everything else. It's like they know yeah. what the cost of actually messing up is. And as as loud as that voice to the to the difference of people is, as long as that obstinate and and incredibly tiring voice of hate is it's not as big as we think it is it's just given a ton yeah. of play i mean yeah, it's got a megaphone yes it's not it's not worthy of right right and so that's also gives me hope too but i mean when i think of branding too and since we are talking about branding and brand loyalty and and how to be <laughs> very authentic i think of brands like nike and how and this goes back way 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 back when eric cantona who was a footballer soccer player for france who played with man united he got upset at a fan and went in a fan in the stands like jumped and kicked a fan in the stands and apparently cantona had he has an ego he had you know he was fiery right and so it wasn't unexpected but I don't know if it had something to do with with whatever, but it happened. And so the next commercial, I'll never forget this, and I'll try to find it, is Eric Cantona apologizing. And he has a close-up on his face, and it says, you know, for, for, I want to apologize to my fans for missing that goal against West Ham, I'm sorry. For not missing that, for not making that goal when I was qualifying for France, I'm sorry. And it was about all his achievements on the field about what he had done and what he messed up on and never addressed him going into the mm -hmm. stands and kicking the guy. And at the end, it was just the swoosh, like Nike, just do it. And it's always been that way. They were behind Kaepernick when he took yeah. a knee. Um, yeah. They're they've been behind Serena Williams. It's like, they always support their athletes. Um, granted that they make a fuck ton of money off them and the child labor laws are a bit intense. But aside from that, they've always kind of been, for me on the right side of things and it's it's just one of those things where people can see past your bullshit and they can see when you're faking yeah. it and yeah it, it's so hard to even put into words how important brand loyalty is and how quickly you can lose it by doing one wrong thing and um being ostracized like you're gonna get canceled if you do things badly now usually um and so i just i just love great brands like apple's another one i mean what have they done new in the last i don't know five years not a ton uh they've added mm -hmm. some new stuff to the phone and other things but people are still excited about buying their new apple products and selling apple products and they make a ton of money so but there has to be something there because people now are just seeing through everything um talking in circles now but well so Real quick, what mm -hmm. or not real quick, but what are some? And I can start this, but yeah. I'm trying to think about if if you're a you know a, a brand that is either struggling with this or is is sort of thinking about 
next steps or you're a startup brand and you're trying to figure out how do I not become, mm. you know, a meme? <laughs> what mm. are some things that, that you can do? I'm, I, I can kick this off real quick yeah. while you think about it. Yeah. But one of the things that is very important, and I think this goes to also, you know, just our individual selves, which I'm still working on this too. Yes. Is knowing knowing who you are and what are your foundations, what are your beliefs, and really like crafting those. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, especially, you know, Kirk and, and I, we and work by you, in... Real quick, and by yeah. you, you mean your brand, right? Like, yeah, 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 it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and saying, I guess I'm, I'm, I, go ahead. No, I'm saying Kirk and I, we, yes. Well, I was, I was, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm using the perspective of like a startup yeah. founder. Gotcha. And, and so they, they, a lot of times they associate the brand with their identity, you know, and which that's a whole nother show, but like, you know, that that's, yes, that's what I mean by you. Um, is the brand. And so Kirk and I work with a lot of CPG brands and we hear a lot of like the, especially startups that, you know, don't, they're more focused on the product and yes. they're more focused on the innovation and what they're bringing to the table and less about what they stand for and yeah. what are those tenants? Have they outlined those foundational tenants, those values, that mission they articulated that because that's all you need when pride month is scheduled on the calendar you look at your tenants and you say well what what would what would our brand right. do yeah if our if our brand is bold if our brand doesn't give a shit about anyone else if our brand is putting out innovative concepts and solving problems in people's lives then i would say at 12:59 on May 31st or what we have whatever 11:59 on May 31st then you better have some sort of messaging queued up and pushed out there yeah and then you're going to own it that whole month and then the next month you're going to own it and whatever you know and like I don't you know and so really it's about knowing yourself yeah and and really you you probably a lot of these brands that are wavering and sort of like, I don't know, when should we do it? Yes. They probably need to, that's, that, that is a, that is indicative of larger issues within yep. the brand. Exactly. They need to go back and, you know, just sort of go back to the drawing board and say, okay, what do we stand for? Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. That's, that's and it. If that, if that doesn't resonate, then, you know, you need yep. to articulate and yeah. That's the foundation of your brand. That's. Yeah. That's, so, that's your guide. That's your roadmap. Yeah. There was this, there's a show that's been on the air. It's called Ted Lasso. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but. Great show. Uh, it's, it's my wife and I, it's our favorite, like our favorite show. That and Superstore. Those are the ones we like. You can always <laughs> sit down and have a laugh or know what's going to happen. But the, the reason why, regardless of what people say, about Ted Lasso. I love the show. I loved all three seasons. But the one it's thing I, I remember him saying was, you know, there was a scene where there, he was playing darts against another gentleman. And he said, tell, starts telling a story about his father and going to play darts every Sunday. And the assumptions that were already made about Ted were in this dude's head about like, 
here's where he is. And he said, uh, but apparently Ted's a really good dart player. And he said, the one thing that people aren't is curious. Mm. And I think about that because for me, curious isn't necessarily nosy. I think it's just the, the seeking of knowledge. Like mm -hmm. you're inquisitive because you want to learn more about something. You want to see what's going on. You want to see different perspectives and you want to see how those perspectives can hurt people or help people, how they can harm people mm -hmm. or lift them up. And those are the things that most companies, when they're thinking about their mission, should be thinking about, like they should be thinking about, is our mission in align with being a better, being better people, being a better company and doing good for everyone. Like those are things. And if, if you're not, if that's not your mission, that's fine. But at least you have something like actually in line with what you do. Like, you know exactly what you're going to do. Like Fox News has a great, great mission statement. They know exactly who they are. Yeah. Know exactly Laser what focused. Doing. Yeah. And it's like, granted, I don't agree with a lot of what they say or do. It is a case study and good. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. It's a case study and great brand. How to do like, it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's and people can see through it. Like I can see through the bullshit, but I can also see how they're really well branded. And I think that's the biggest thing is you want to know, you want to learn more about your brand. You want to learn more about who it is that's buying it. Who it is that might want to yeah. want, you know, want to pick it up off the shelf or whatever. What, how's it going to appeal to people? And if you have those tenants in place, you know, like, off the top of my head, these are the brands I can think of that know what the fuck they're doing. Number one comes to mind Liquid Death, right? Um, oh, yeah. Midday Squares, right? Yeah. Another one, Ourobora, right? I mean, yeah. like, just those three, off the top of my head, they know exactly who they are. They know exactly what their brand's going to be like. And yeah. they have no problem even pivoting at points when they have to because their brand's so well-established, they can kind of just do whatever they want because somehow it works back into the brand. And, and they're well, also they're they're also unapologetically their yes brand. exactly yeah, they don't they don't really like it's it's very refreshing you know we we have the um okay liquid death aside when we went to and visited Orbora and midday squares at Expo West neither one was putting neither one was putting on ears like yeah. Paul was there with his hat on and his beard, maybe. I can't mm -hmm. remember if he had a beard or not. But <laughs> he was very casual and he was just like, Hey guys, what's up? You want to try some new, you know, new drinks? Yeah. What do you want to yeah? Can I get you something? Yeah. And then same with Midday Squares. Nick was there yeah. as, you know, just the most amazing um host. Mm -hmm. And and it just and Liquid Death had like a pretty bumping booth and they had a lot of reps and that's yeah. totally fine. I'm not, but the, right. it, it was, it fit them, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they just, they own it. And mm -hmm. so like, and yeah, I, I, I think that's, those are great case studies with smaller brands. How do you tackle brand authenticity? Yeah. Well, smaller, two, two of them are smaller brands. One of them is ginormous. Right. But and and yeah, and they're also, how do you, how do you own it? Yeah, because they're also tackling large, they're attacking brands in that space that are large. I mean, yeah, each one has like yeah. the sort of like the the foil, you know, Ouroboros has LaCroix, mm -hmm. Midday Squares, Hershey's, and the big, you know, the big Nestle. Chocolate. Yeah. Liquid Death, 
Dasani, Aquafina, whatever. Right. And and so yeah, it's fascinating that each of those have sort of that foil to sort of play against. You know, mm-hmm. you you all you it's sort of like I'm sure part of their their brand meetings is like, well, what are they doing? What how can we do let's do that opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like just yeah. watching their competition or you know, their their whatevers and saying like, okay, they're gonna do this, well, we're gonna do something 180. We're gonna do something totally different. Yeah, it's it's being able, like you said, to be unapologetically you. But that's also going back to what we've been saying is just authenticity. They knowing knowing you. Yeah, they know, yeah. these brands know it themselves. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. and that's huge. And I, I think that people are, like you were saying, a lot of times they get so caught up in making the product that they don't really think about what that product represents, like. Yeah. Great. You have a product, but now how does that reflect your values? How does that reflect reflect you? And it's it's just I see a lot of brands with good products that don't have a good story. And mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. and that's the thing. And there's a lot of a lot of people out there who who are going to fail because they they don't recognize that aspect of stuff. It and doesn't it, click. It's yeah. not clicking for the customer. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that this hasn't been the precise design and branding podcast, but I, I just have been having this thought in my mind, like the last, I don't know, week, week and a half about why, why are people so, especially corporations, why are they afraid to do the right thing or be on the right side of things? And it boils down to they're worried about their base of people because the people who are following them apparently don't want them to defer too much from anything in regards to outside of their product and take quote unquote political stances. But if your brand was truly defined, then people would know you did that already, right? Like people would know who you were and what you stood for without having to actually go out on a limb, so to speak, to speak towards anything that might be new pride month, black history month, um, Asian yeah. American AAPI month, right? Like there's all kinds of stuff that could be quote unquote controversial. There's notice there's no problem ever with Memorial day or veterans day. Um, like those are very patriotic 4th of July independence day. Like those are super patriotic and super behind this country president's day. Um, but I, I just, I'm just, so taken aback by how scared for lack of a better term companies are to to take a stance and target god i i didn't know what was going on until recently until i read about it but employees are being threatened and and potentially harmed for goods in the store yeah who who has that thought in their mind that you're selling something that is celebrating an entire culture of people who have been marginalized and only want to be left alone and to be able to be themselves. Like, how are you in your right mind protesting that or trying to harm people? It, it's it's dumbfounding. I just don't. It's well, I don't get it. Yeah, there's it's all another conversation about very insecure, scared yes. individuals, but. I mean, I just can't reiterate enough the power of design and the Mm -hmm. power of 
uh, retail and and you know displays. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just, it's it, it is literally driving people to hurt other individuals, which is crazy. Yeah. So it's, it has the power of good. It's a force of good, but it also in in certain you know people's minds it in, it creates this you know feeling of violence it's crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's but that's what art art art's always done that you know it's, it's, it's always been polarizing i mean yeah i i, I think about it's the fantasy. stuff that was painted back in the day and and everything else with renaissance paintings and all the different parameters that they had to follow because of the decree underneath whoever was ruling yeah, you at couldn't. the time yeah you couldn't you couldn't you know put in a pair because the you know whoever was funding the the portrait or whatever might find that offensive yeah, or, yeah whatever <laughs> exactly to, yeah bless her you know the 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 renaissance painters probably had this like whole list of things like yes oh, oh shit i just put in an olive <laughs> and this dude does not like olives <laughs> Let me just paint over paint that. Over that. <laughs> paint over that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm just happy to, I'm, I'm really happy that it is a discussion, brand loyalty and, and people taking a stand or a stance against oppression. I mean, that's, there's no other way to put it. Like, it sounds silly. And it sounds like a thing, but when you take a stand against oppression, it benefits everybody. And I think that that, and also, and also, it's not easy. Like I said, there's the riots were started. The riot, the riot to start Pride was a brick being thrown, right? So, people trying to harm those who are just putting up displays in the store. It's like you are the problem with this country. You are the problem with with people being happy. Just- yeah. If it's if it's that big of a problem, just steer your cart away from the display. Like it's not, it's not that. I'm mean, target targets for our big stores, plenty of square footage, <laughs> so you can right. easily steer around it and never even know it's there. Uh, How much? It's yeah. It's so fascinating. It's just asinine. But anyway, thank you for listening to Kirk and Kurtz. <laughs> social Talk. commentary podcast with a with a dash of dash of design. And packaging <laughs> just a little dash a dash but i think i works. think we're we are a reflection of the the culture writ large and we're just we're just expressing what uh the the temperature of what's going on right now so it's all amen good. Amen. 100%. Plus, plus, it's our show. We can talk about whatever we want to talk that's about. Right. You don't have to listen. Like, that's right. You like it? Change <laughs> your it station. <laughs> we got. We just got to talk for an hour, so I, we don't care what you're doing. Yeah. Bust us. Uh, yeah. No, we, we we love we love all of our our loyal listeners. Loyal, uh, the loyal ones. <laughs> yes, and those who know us and know me know mm-hmm. I don't have a problem mm-hmm. speaking my mind ever, nope. which no has filter. been yeah. <laughs> It's been a detriment. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because at at the new job, I I don't have a problem speaking up, and people are like, "Oh wow, you said something!" Like, yeah, I said something. I couldn't help it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's like me. Yeah, it's you know we we speak towards these things we're trying to do, so someone needs to make sure that we are doing those things. And, Let's do them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That was a good talk, man. This has been fun. Very I'm fun. glad to get back in the groove. I know, I know. You've been so busy. 
Busy, busy, busy. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm but sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm happy for you. It's great. And we still text <laughs> and stuff. It's like, listen, people, oh, yeah. Andy and I text all the time. And even with even with the Harry Yeti Nikita. Um yeah, we, yeah. we we have him on a text thread and we always talk, text and talk at least at least once a day or once every couple yeah, of days. At least. At least. Yeah. But um <laughs> he's been busy. He's been busy, you know, making that dollar. But we had time to <laughs> we had time to record today and here we are. Anyway. Um, here we are. Thank you all for listening. I'm Kurt Faisal. I'm the founder and creative director of Mind the Font. I'm here with my good friend. Andy Kurtz, founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative. We just listened to the Kirk and Kurtz Design Podcast. Well, social commentary slash little sprinkling of design podcast. Da- well, dash of design. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually a good name with Dash of Design. Yeah, Dash All of right. Design. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all next time. <laughs> Peace. Bye. All right, man. That was great. That was perfect. Yeah. I, I just, Lynn, I was just telling someone too. Uh, Christina is a girl I work with. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Kirk and Kirk's Design Podcast. A very special thanks to our guests, Andy and Kirk. They are awesome. You can find out more about Andy and Kirk since it is their podcast that you're listening to in the podcast description. Peace.